Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. Today we're going to cover something that I think could happen in the Book of Boba Fett. Now, it's a well-known thing that Trandoshans and Wookiees just really hate each other. Black Kersantan is going to give Boba a really rough go if they end up fighting, which I, I hope they do. I mean, it's setting it up for that. So someone I could see him calling in for help and backup would be Bosk. Now, Bosk against Black Kersantan could be something pretty interesting to see if they change up how it went in the comics and books. So today we're going to talk exactly about that when Bosk nearly killed Black Kersantan. Now, Black Kersantan was one of the only bounty hunters that didn't get in Boba Fett's way when the Mandalorian was transporting Han Solo's carbonite cell to Jabba the Hutt. He was far too busy doing something else. Alongside Dr. Aphra, a simple doctor who was smart enough to defeat Darth Vader in combat, Black Kersantan hopped around the galaxy, trading his brawn for credits. It was during one of Dr. Aphra's schemes that Kersantan came face to face with one of the beings he hated most in the galaxy, Bosk. And the feeling, of course, was mutual for Bosk too. Sitting on a stool at the center of the cantina, his Relby V10 micro grenade launcher strewn across the bar, Bosk couldn't help but take a moment to wallow in self-pity. After all, he had just missed out on one of the most lucrative bounties in the sector. Should have killed Fett a long time ago, Bosk growled from behind rows of razor-sharp teeth. I deserve to be the one to bring in Han Solo and gut his Wookiee. As his long reptilian claws tapped the edge of his drink, Bosk let his mind fall back to his last fight against Fett. And as he pondered whether or not he should have killed the Mandalorian when he had the chance, the front door of the Carbon Score Cantina blew open, and a welcome surprise strolled in. Even with the midday sun shining brightly in the doorway, Bosk's red eyes could clearly see the massive silhouette of Black Kersantan. Oh, the scorekeeper is smiling on me after all, Bosk said to himself. Only he and the barman knew what was about to happen. Bosk was a Trandoshan. Black Kersantan was a Wookiee. Like an explosive chemical reaction, the two do not mix. Whenever members of the species met, there were only a few likely outcomes. And today, they decided on the bloodiest one. They would fight to the death. Bosk, just like his father, Kradosk, had made a living baiting, capturing, and selling Wookiees into slavery. Many went to Imperial slave mines to shovel raw minerals into transport ships or to create arms for the Empire's fleet. Others were sold to gladiatorial arenas where they were forced to fight against some of the most monstrous creatures in the galaxy. Now, even though Black Kersantan was no friend to fellow Wookiees and actually was semi-exiled from his home world of Kashyyyk, he was proud enough to defend his people against Trandoshans whenever he encountered the reptilian scum. So when Bosk threw his glass to the floor and lifted his three-clawed hands into a fighting stance, Black Kersantan was only happy to accept the unspoken challenge. The cantina's door was still open, filling the once hazy den with an intense, bright aura. Please don't, Bosk. The damage is going to be taken out of my pay, the barman pleaded. But surely, he knew there was nothing he could do. This was an ancient strife, one that had been played out for centuries. Even though Bosk and Black Kersantan would go on successful heists with Dr. Aphra later on, in this moment, they were blinded by their own sense of justice. With a roar that shook every chair in the bar, Black Kersantan lunged out first. He swung his right arm towards Bosk, and just as quickly, the reptilian alien retrieved a short katana from his waist. But Kersantan got the first strike. Using one of the Wookiee's favorite moves, Black Kersantan wrapped his massive paws around Bosk's neck and squeezed as hard as he could. He enjoyed these moments whenever he could fully let loose. Even on Kashyyyk with powerful Wookiee peers, he could never lay into anyone like this. 
physical combat was far too ritualized and rule-bound to allow Chrysanthemum to show off what he could do. As Chrysanthemum placed another hand around Bosk's neck, the Trandoshan realized that the fight might end far sooner than he had hoped. Desperate to get the Wookiee off of him, Bosk turned his wrist and plunged the tip of the katana into Chrysanthemum's bicep. Another Wookiee roar shook the room, this time one of pain. I always get my Wookiee, Bosk gloated as he withdrew the blade and held it threateningly at Chrysanthemum's face. While I get the urge to murder Black Chrysanthemum, a voice peeped up from the background, I'm afraid you're going to have to let him go. It was Dr. Afra. Patiently stirring a straw in a freshly made cocktail, the renegade scientist hadn't been too bothered by the potentially fatal brawl ensuing alongside her. She had seen worse, far worse than this. After all, she was Darth Vader's right-hand woman for quite some time. I recognize you, the thief who took down that Imperial Minister. But you are out of your league, human. Bosk growled back at the doctor through his tightly clenched teeth. Well, I am also the thief who nicked your blaster. Afra's words seemed to saunter into the air, carrying the same nonchalant disregard for killing that Han Solo so often bared. Staring down the barrel of his own Relby V-10, Bosk relaxed his grip on his sword and considered his options. He'd love nothing more than to kill Black Chrysanthemum and make a nice new black rug out of his hide. Just like his father, he'd take a few of the Wookiee's braids and attach them to his vest to add some more medals to his reputation. But he'd also like to live. Even though Bosk could regrow his limbs, he couldn't regrow them if his entire body had been reduced to red mist. Which is exactly what would happen if Afra actually knew what to do with Bosk's gun. What could you possibly have that I would want more than this thick Wookiee hide? Bosk said, deciding that he'd at least hear the woman out. Afra's smile widened. There's been a lot of recent chatter about a particular bounty, she hinted, her with her finger pressed lightly on the trigger of Bosk's gun. So, do you want to know where she has been hiding since Corellia or not? She? There's only one person that Afra could be hinting at. Nakano Lash, the infamous bounty hunter. Now you guys might remember her from yesterday's video, which was the top five bounty hunters more dangerous than Boba Fett. I'm going to link it down below if you haven't seen it. Dr. Afra and Black Chrysanthemum had arrived at the distant cantina to lure Bosk into hunting down his old boss and the woman who betrayed the bounty hunter code. Bosk didn't yet know why the pair would try to dangle this information in front of his face, but he didn't really care. Nakano Lash disappeared years ago in the middle of a hunt, and now that she was back, Bosk and the other bounty hunters who had worked for Nakano would want their revenge. Hope you guys enjoyed this comic issue when Bosk nearly killed Black Chrysanthemum. Do you think if Afro didn't show up, then he would have actually killed him? Or do you think Black Chrysanthemum could have taken Bosk out? So let me know in the comments, are you Team Bosk or are you Team Black Chrysanthemum? Hopefully we get to see this in live action in Book of Boba in just a short few episodes. I mean, we really only have like five episodes left, so who knows what we're going to see. I think things are going to just ramp up and get really crazy from here on. Thanks for watching this video. Please check out my other ones and I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.